You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Hello and welcome back to this week's Weekly Wrap-Up here on Sprott Money News. I'm your host, Jeff Rutherford, and on the line today we have our chairman, Mr. Eric Sprott. Good morning, Eric. Hey, Jeff. Good to be with you. Well, Eric, it's been a very interesting week. Always is, but this week a little bit more interesting. A lot of things happening. First, let's talk about the coin shortage in the market, Eric. What are your thoughts on what's happening in regards to that? Well, you know, we mentioned uh, probably about three weeks ago that the uh, Canadian Mint was on allocation. And uh, then, of course, we heard uh, that the U.S. Mint had sold out of their 2014 supplies. That's not to say they won't produce more. We'll see. I believe that the Mint uh, might use it as an excuse to not make any more silver and therefore have any demands on the silver market, which we've seen many times before, okay? If, if obviously the demand's getting excessive, it's starting to consume a lot of silver. And as we know, the U.S. Mint already consumes all the silver produced in the United States, so now they got to import it from somewhere. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out, but I think it's, it's good to know. And of course, all the dealers, the major distributors of uh, silver have announced that there's a backlog of... Uh, at least two to three weeks, and, and maybe we're just getting started here. So if we get a bit of a tsunami of buying, then uh, this situation could uh, really be interestingly played out in the markets. Now as well, Eric, uh, there's been some talk in terms of the outstanding contracts in gold and silver on, on the Colmex. What are your thoughts in regards to what's happening with that as well? Yeah, well, we've spoken about this for a number of weeks, and uh, we have about uh, 14 days left before first notice day. The inventories are 180 ounces, 180 million ounces. The dealer inventory is about 60 million ounces. Uh, obviously, this number will come down as we approach November 30th. Uh, but the uh, the open interest has been pretty resolute in silver for December. It's it's pretty uh, strong in gold as well. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of suggestions uh, by various people that there may be one buyer in there. We're just gonna clean everybody out, and of course it would change the whole dynamics of the market. Um, so that's something we're continuing to watch. Uh, it's, it's gone down at a very slow pace so far. We only have these few days left. Uh, the, the trend has come down very slowly. Uh, it'll be interesting to watch each of these days and see how this open interest comes down, because if it, if it stays resolute, there's going to be a lot of fireworks in the comics. Right. Let's talk about the Swiss referendum as well, Eric, in regards to what's happening. This. We've seen support has waned for that in, uh, by around 7% right now. Uh, what are your thoughts in terms of what the Swiss bank is trying to do and likewise, you know, the support thereof? Well, as we well know, the Swiss National Bank is trying to uh, engineer a no vote. I mean, I find it disgusting that PayPal somehow, through some influence, was forced to stop the donations to the Yes movement over there. I mean, it just reeks of interference by the powers that be. I mean, it's just so unbelievable that these things still go on in the world. And it just should tell everyone that, you know, when, when it gets down and dirty, uh, the central planners will play dirty for sure. Um, I, I have no idea or no sense of whether the vote will, will be a yes or no. Uh, I would love it to be a yes. However, I suspect that even if it was a yes, even though it would be a victory, it might be a bit of a fearless victory, because I'm sure that the bank will come up with some excuse why it's going to take time. And I don't think there'll be any race to go in and buy the 1,500 tons of gold that theoretically they'd have to buy. They'll find some way of springing it out and uh, try not to have it some effect, some effect on the physical gold market. But it'll certainly have a psychological effect on the market in that it might, may cause other countries to do the same. 
we, we're seeing lots of uh, sort of rioting and uh, protests in various uh, European countries right now. I think most people are disenchanted with what's going on. You know, we already saw that the, in the German referendum where they demanded that the Bundesbank get their gold back, which they haven't done, of course. It was the people that, that came up with the, uh, the suggestion. And it just gives you a sense of, you know, how there's enough smart people around to realize if you're going to pledge your, your bank, your gold in some other country, it's probably leached out and you're not going to get it back here. So uh, it'll be interesting to watch, but I really don't think it will have much effect on the physical market immediately. It might have a, an effect on the, on the paper market in the sense that people know that something is, will, will ultimately change in the physical market. But I don't, I'm not so sure that it would have any kind of immediate impact in the physical market. Now, Eric, likewise, earlier in the week, we had, for the fifth day in a row, actually, a dump of $1.5 billion in gold futures, you know, 13,000 contracts in that regard. What are your thoughts in regards to that, and likewise, how it affected the market? Well, you know, the powers that be always do these things. I mean, the classic example, Jeff, as, as most of your listeners would know, was when silver was at 49.50 and was about to break to an all-time new high. And we traded 1.3 billion ounces on those days when we mined about 800 million ounces. And then they had the $6 smackdown followed by the, CF, uh, the uh, CME raising margin. It was such a setup. You could just feel the setup here. And I think it's the same in the gold market. I mean, I'm not going to specifically say that it's it's the central planners per se. It could be that you know, the hedge funds think they got a game going here where because they throw a lot of money at a, at a market at a very quiet time in the market can make things happen. Luckily, I think what we've seen manifested here is the prices go down. A lot of buying's come in. We see a lot of buying in China. We've seen weeks where we're getting 60 tons a week, 60 tons. I mean, if they kept up that pace, it'd be 3,000 tons a year. We only mine 2,700 tons. We saw India, I think, imported uh, 94 tons in September. You take this Chinese demand and the Indian demand, you got, you got more demand from those two countries than, uh, than we have production. And we haven't even counted the 100, other 178 countries. So I think these uh, price shocks or ended declines have brought a lot of, a, a bit of a wave of buying in here. And uh, sooner or later, the physical will work, will work out. As you know, I hypothesized back in uh, 2012, Some banks had no gold or very little gold left. I sort of, when I look at what happened in 2013, we had that big raid on the uh, the ETFs where um, something like 800 tons came came into the market. We don't have that 800 tons this year, but it was enough convinced everyone to sell the ETFs. But if we bring the tsunami of buying back in, I really believe there's very little gold in the vaults of the uh, central bank. So uh, I think uh, things might be coming our way. Now, finally, Eric, just, uh, your, what are your thoughts in regards to what's happening for the gross demand for gold and silver in China? We've seen some numbers come out this week. What do you think is going to be happening with that? Well, you know, the Chinese are, are long-term buyers. As I mentioned, I mean, we get 60 tons a week. One week, we get 68 tons. And there's been lots of articles written recently, and I, the one I referenced most of the one by Alistair McLeod, uh, wherein he uh, sort of theorized that the Chinese might have purchased uh, 20,000 tons over the last decade. And my own work, in the last decade, suggested that demand might have been 2,000 tons a year in excess of supply. So I have no trouble imagining, you know, 10 years of 2,000 tons that the Chinese could have 20,000 tons. If it's also the Chinese who are, you know, owning this open interest in silver, there could be a lot of dramatic things happen here if, if they ask for delivery. So I think demand is great here. Uh, I'd love to see a bit of a rally 
get going in the COMEX price, so it might bring more uh, people into that market. So, you know, if we can get some uh, people to believe that maybe this decline is over, uh, we could be set up for quite a rally here because all the physicalness of silver and gold are very, very positive these days. Well, Eric, as usual, we always love to hear your insight here in the weekly wrap-up, and we look forward to speaking to you next week and the weeks to come. Okay, Jeff, my pleasure. All the best to you. And to our listeners, thank you for listening. This is Jeff Rutherford for the weekly wrap-up here on Sprout Mini News. Have a great weekend.